so thankful that you are watching our online message today. Thank you for tuning in. And most of all, thank you for getting out and serving in these nursing homes. It really is one of the great days that we get to be a part of Assembled Church. And we appreciate your effort and your sacrifice to make it happen. So some of you are saying, why do we do this again? What's the purpose of this? Well, in case you have already forgotten and you need a little encouragement, a reminder of why it is so important, here is a video we shot back in 2019 with the Burkharts, some of our great friends, and they used to work at Colonial Oaks right here in town, and they explained why it makes a difference for you to get out and do what you're doing today. Check this out. When the residents have interaction with 
children coming in, um, with other organizations doing music, participating in bingo, or doing pretty much anything that's out of the norm, their faces light up. It's like a ray of sunshine for them because seeing children, seeing, uh, having the children come up, present them with things, hug them, I, it's such a joy for them. I mean, it's like their hearts just, a lot of times you'll see them just be in awe, hold their face, tears coming down because they have memories of their family and their children, and it brings this all back to them with joy. How awesome is that? And here's the cool thing. If you tune in next Sunday when we get back there at Shreveport Convention Center, you're going to see a brand new video of what happened today and all that's happening in so many nursing homes in our local community. So thanks again for doing it. I know it's not easy. I know it stretches all of us a little bit, but you've done a great job. So where are we going today? Well, we're going to continue this No Regrets theme with our new series. But I got to add another little flavor in there. Are you ready? Last week we talked about comparisons. This week, where are we going? Survey says, no fear. If I'm being honest with you, all right, this is part of the fear many of us experience is even going to do something we've never done before, like going into these nursing homes. But I was reminded of the no fear theme that happened in the 90s. If anybody was around during then, anybody remember this logo right here? That's exactly right, man. It was the whole no fear thing. We had stickers that went on trucks. We had t-shirts. All of this brand came out. And it was this idea that we're not going to get scared about anything. We're going for it. Well, if we're honest, you know, the truth is we all fear something. I don't care if you lived in the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, whatever decade you're a part of, we all fear different things. For example, for me, the fear of losing my family would be difficult. It doesn't matter if it's my death, whatever's going to go on. Those are things that sometimes cross my mind, maybe because I'm a chaplain now, maybe because I'm a pastor and I do a lot of funerals, but I don't like the fear of losing anything. Fear of failure, that would be another one I could struggle with as well, is you don't want anything to fail in your life, but especially if you're trying to do church, you get a little nervous about that. Fear of rejection, that can happen to me as well. You can walk into a room and you wonder if everybody's going to like you, receive you, whatever may be going on, but you can kind of get trapped in that fear. But probably the one everybody can also relate to is the fear of the unknown, especially when we went through the pandemic and everything we've gone through in this country. We're always like, what does tomorrow hold? What's the future look like? Another way to say it would be the what if factor. You know, it's this big what if. What if this happens or what if that happens? That can lead to a lot of fear. Well, I did a little research again, went into the scripture kind of combined, even from the 90s, no fear to here we are and our own fears that we can rationalize. Well, look at this right here. Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. Moses answered, what if, there it is. Remember, I told you, that's the big what if. They do not believe me or listen to me or the Lord didn't, really didn't appear to you. He had this fear as well when he walked in to go and do the biggest job that he would ever face is, God, are you really asking me to do this? And what if they don't believe me? And what if it doesn't happen? Well, here's the thing that I'm learning from this scripture and learning from these fears in my own life. What you fear often reveals what you value the most. So for example, as I stated before, fear of losing my wife is because I value her. It's not a bad thing when you value someone a lot. Moses, it was like fear of not being successful, of letting his people go, getting his people out of captivity. Well, it was a valuable thing, but he was fearful that, man, what if it doesn't work? And it's, I don't know if it's going to happen because he valued it a lot. Well, here's the thing. Your fear also reveals where you trust God the least. This is the hard part for me. 
is I do value my family, and I know Moses values setting his people free, but then it comes back to this fear also reveals, do I really trust you, God, that you're going to come through in this area or that area? And this is a tough one. And many times as we're trying to battle this world, we need to be reminded. And I was reminded recently of this trusting God idea in a movie called Harriet. Now, this is a powerful movie, and it is obviously about this iconic woman who delivered the slaves that were really in a horrible situation, but someone had to lead them. And this powerful young woman stood up and led them to freedom. But in the midst of that struggle, she was trying to battle on whether I could do it or not. And fear was coming in and watch what happens when she runs to someone that she trusts and the wisdom she receives. Check this out. My daddy say he asked you to pray for my journey. You're the one with the spells. Yes, sir. And you intend to run. They gonna sell me south. Away from my husband and family. Which means they motivated. You moneyed them. Unless word spread, you run off. Then you damage goods. They'll beat you, hobble you, or worse. Now you go alone. You got about a hair's chance in a fox crow. Slavers don't get you than the copperheads or the timberwolves will. Can you even read, child? Maybe nobody noticed you're gone. Maybe you, you sneak back from daylight. I ain't going back. I won't be free. There's not much time. It's near midnight. You got to be miles away from here for dawn. Now I need you to remember what I tell you. Can you do that? Yes, sir. Fear is your enemy. Trust in God. <laughs> what a great clip. What a great reminder for all of us. Fear is our enemy. So trust God. So let me ask you, silly question, but an obvious question. Do you trust God with your kids, your finances, your future? As we're visiting these nursing homes, I can reveal a little more inside information in our own family. And I'm gonna talk about my wife for a minute. One of her greatest fears as she looks at her future, and it's a joke in our house and we talk about this a lot, but she's like, do not ever put me in a nursing home. It's one of Angie's greatest fears. Now, if we're honest, she probably shouldn't trust me. But what I always tell her is you better trust God, Angie, that he can handle whatever it is that you're fearful of. We joke and everybody in my family's like, Dad, you're not going to put her in there. And I'm like, y'all don't know me. Y'all don't know me. Kind of picking with them, having a little fun with it. Well, the one thing that we do know is true. You may not know me and what I'm going to do, but you can trust the fact that if God is the God who we believe he is, you can trust him to help you with whatever that fear may be. So then I start evaluating my own life. If Angie has a fear of going to the nursing home, what is Justin's biggest fear? How about church failure? <laughs> How about in the midst of us trying to figure out what we're doing and what the future holds and no regrets and trying to make everything go right, what if it messes up? What if it doesn't work? And I go, well, do you trust God or do you not? Are you going to be controlled by your fear or are you going to go, nah, 
I'm going to trust him. My health would be another one. Like what happens if something comes up in your health? Maybe you can relate that as well. You begin to battle and go, man, God, can I trust you with this or not? Well, I found some other great scripture. Psalm 34, 4, you ready? I went to the Lord for help. There's the key. Who do you go to? For me, I got to be reminded, go to the Lord for help. And what? He listened. He saved me from all that I fear. He'll save you just like he will save me. And this is the lesson for this pastor. And hopefully it applies to where you are as well. Go to him, run to the Lord so that he can give you the peace and the comfort that you need that is only found in him. No regrets, no fear. Well, but here's a better question. So we get close to the ends. We're trying to wrap up this idea. Let me ask you this. What are you not trusting God with? If you had to go down and make a list, and this is what I advise you to do, maybe slow down a little bit, maybe pause, and begin to make your list of your great fears, maybe the things that you're not sure you can trust God with. And you go, well, why would I do that? Why would I write that down? So then maybe you and I could agree to step by step, day by day, hand those things over to him. And why would we do that? Because in that motion of going, all right, God, this is what I fear, and now I'm handing it over to you, you would begin to experience his peace because you lean not on what you think you know or what the future holds or what the stock market's going to do or whether people are coming or not. It would be leaning into trusting God. Isaiah 26, 3. God, you're the one who gives true peace to the people who depend on you, to those who trust in you. I don't know about you, but I want true peace. I don't know about you. I got to learn to depend more on him than myself or anybody else. And this is the key. Can we trust him? No regrets, no fear. How do we get there? Trust. Here we are. Or you got a fear of taking that job. Maybe some of you right now, you're in the process of trying to figure out, do I go this way or do I go that way? Maybe a fear of a relationship, man, should I ask them out or should I not ask them out? Or should I go and ask for forgiveness? Or should I go and try to make that relationship right? And you have a fear of the way they're going to react. You have a fear of what the future is. Maybe we go back to this idea of going, no regrets. God, I'm going to trust you with this relationship, with this career, with the future. Psalm 56, verses 2 through 4. All day long, my opponents attack me. This is a great one. There are so many who fight against me. When I am afraid, oh Lord, I put my trust in you. Maybe you're at work and you feel like, man, they're just coming against you. Or maybe you're in your family. Listen, there's so many people attacking. Okay, God, I have to trust you in the midst of that. Continues on. I trust in God and I am not afraid. I praise him for what he's promised. Because what can a mere human being do to me? So maybe you're in a job situation and that boss has not, you know, been a little bit of a struggle, a little bit of an opportunity. And you're going, all right, God, what if this happens and what if that happens? In a school situation, a sports example, you could be a coach. All so many different things come in my mind. But here's the deal. This is a reminder to put your faith, your hope, and your trust in God, not in somebody else. Because he's the one that determines your future. And when we live there, there is a peace that comes over you and you're able to relax and go, all right. God, I'm worried about it. I'm a little stressed about it, but I am not going to live in fear. I am not going to let that worry consume me. I am going to trust you. And as you face that fear, whatever it may be, going to a loved one, going for a new job, whatever it may be, you begin to set the example for others, how to overcome their fear. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a friend. And as we're in the nursing home, I couldn't help but end with this video this week because 
uh, remember as I was getting all the notes together and stuff about a child who was fearful, who was worried. What did he do? Well, out of nowhere, he put his eyes on someone who was a lot older than him and that this is kind of funny, but he went for it. He overcame his fear and he showed the younger generation how to do the very same thing. So maybe you need some encouragement today. Maybe you need a reminder that you can trust God and maybe you will be an example for someone just like this fella is for this kid. Watch. It is the tallest 20 inches in sports. The distance between a diving board and the surface of the water can feel like half a body length, especially when it's half your body length. Which is why all summer long, four-year-old Dylan Stick has been cheating the system, gradually lowering himself into the water like a fragile egg. He had no interest in it. His mom, ever, Marla. You don't want to pressure him. Right, right. Yeah. right. We were just saying, hey, you want to give it a shot? You want to give it a try? And He was no way. Right. He wasn't interested. <laughs> Enter 95-year-old Daniel Biss. He drafted me. Daniel was in the Air Force during World War II in Korea. Radio operator. He knows a thing or two about fear and bravery. So when he saw this neighborhood kid at a family pool party in Canton, Ohio, and heard everyone trying to coax him off the board, he just wouldn't go. <laughs> he knew exactly what Dylan needed. Just needed some convincing, I guess. I guess he did. I was going to try anyway. Are you videoing this? So Daniel borrowed a swimsuit and with cane in hand, stepped up to set the example. This is a miracle! This is a miracle, one kid yelled, as if Lazarus himself had risen up to the springboard. And it did feel that way. The great-grandfather hadn't been on a diving board in 50 years. And yet there he stood ready and willing to teach a lesson in courage, which almost turned into a lesson in first aid. Everyone kind of like held their breath and got real nervous, like, oh, was this a bad idea? Well, I was, I was up there that far, I figured I may as well go through with it. <laughs> and so, at the age of 95, he dove for Dylan. Not the prettiest dive I've ever no, seen. No, no, no. I could have done better. <laughs> Actually, he really couldn't have done better because shortly after Daniel took his last jump off a diving board, Dylan took his first. Yeah! It was really neat that that inspired him to do it. It was a neat moment. <laughs> this all happened last month, and today Dylan jumps no problem. Hopefully, his courage will now inspire you with whatever leap you need to make. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Canton, Ohio. Come on, man, that is some good stuff right there. Here's my challenge to you. Hopefully you get a little laugh, hopefully you learn something today, but maybe you need to take the leap today. No fear, no regrets. All right, God, I'm gonna follow you. Look at this verse, close it out. First Corinthians 7, 29. The important thing to remember, because man, we all get busy and we can forget this, that our remaining time is very short. As you're in the nursing home, maybe that's reflecting. Maybe as you're leaving the nursing home, as you went to visit, you're kind of working through all of that. We realize how short life is. Even 90 years, man, at 53, I feel like it's getting there quicker and quicker. And I realize now, as I'm remembering now, there are only so many opportunities. And what are we gonna do with those opportunities? This is what I love. Man, let's do the Lord's work. Don't let fear keep you from serving God. Don't let that fear keep you from experiencing his peace and his comfort. Trust him. 
The important thing is life is short. Let's leap. Let's go for it. Let's don't live in fear. That way, when we look back, no regrets. Man, I really do appreciate the fact that you're listening today, that you tuned in. Hopefully it encouraged you. I know it's a little bit shorter today, but hey, you're out there working. I want to make sure you keep doing what you got to do today. So thank you for tuning in. And I want to say a quick prayer for you before we go and remind you, we'll be right back at the Shreveport Convention Center next week. So don't miss it, 9, 30, and 11. But would you pray with me? Father, I come to you and I thank you so much for people going out and stretching themselves, overcoming their fear to go and love and serve on people in our community. But God, I pray that you would just bless them for that. You would encourage them and remind them what a difference it makes. Also just pray, Father, as we move forward, that none of us would live in fear, that we would move from that fear place into trusting you, whether it's a personal thing, a relationship thing, a money thing, a career thing, or even a church thing. We love you. We thank you, Father, that you don't give up on us and that you give us your word to help us navigate all the uncertainty of the world that we're living in. So help us, Father, to follow you, to trust you. If somebody's never done that, I pray today they would. Simple prayer like this, Jesus, come into my life. I know I'm messed up. I know I'm a sinner. Change me, Jesus. Forgive me. And I ask you, Lord, to help me as I walk forward to keep walking with you and trusting you more. Not just in a one-time prayer, but in a daily, moment-by-moment way. And as we do that, you will lead us to this place of service. And we will overcome our fears and live a no-regrets life. We thank you again, Father, for everyone watching today, for all those who've gone out and served. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's it, man. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helps you. I hope it encourages you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. And guess what? I'll see you next week. Until then, what do we say? Peace. Nothing is too hard, nothing is too hard for you. I know you care, there is no one.